All right, everybody. Welcome back for another uh, special episode of Junior Resource Investing. Uh, I have with me today Sean Kuhn-Kuhn, who's going to provide us an update for his Dolivar and Silver Exploration Program right now. Uh, some pretty exciting assay results came back last week. Uh, just before we kind of jump into things here, just a quick reminder, right, disclaimer that I am not a financial advisor. My, my guests are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. You know, you go find a registered professional for that. But anyway, other than that, welcome to another episode of Junior Resource Investing. And Sean, I guess, yeah, do you just want to run us through it? Yeah, like I say, you had some pretty exciting, pretty exciting numbers there, right, last week. Do you just kind of want to run us through right now what those numbers were? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matthew, can you see my screen? Yeah, perfect. Um, so just as a reminder, um, you know, for anybody who's new to Dolly Varden and, and, and the company, uh, Dolly Varden's got a project in the northwest corner of British Columbia. Um, we've, we were in an area referred to as the Golden Triangle. It's a very prolific part of, uh, of Northwest BC and one of what I would describe uh, top five mining jurisdictions in the world. What I've got here is uh, I've got a, a long section um, that is showing the mineralization in the 100% owned trend. So what we've identified so far at Dolly Varden is we've identified seven deposits and we've got 43 101 compliant resource estimates. Now, the way we express these resource estimates is in a silver equivalent. So total amongst the seven deposits, we've got about 140 million ounces of silver. Um, those silver ounces are at grades just under 400 gram per ton silver equivalent um, or 300 gram per ton silver, pure silver. Um, the strategy for the company is to try to expand the known deposit areas and to look at areas of the project that have not been thoroughly explored and try to make new discoveries. And so I've, I've circled this, uh, this one part of the resource area where we, we put out these particular um, drill results. So it's, it's the Kitsol vein, which is part of the, the Torbrit deposit. Now Torbrit is the largest silver deposit on the property. Um, we've got about 35 million ounces of silver already in a resource estimate at Torbrit, and there's been about 19 million ounces produced at Torbrit. Um, so the discovery that we made comes off of the Kitsol vein. And so we're ex extending and expanding the Kitsol vein. So we stepped out um, and we hit 50 meters of 414 grams per ton. So just to put that into context here, um, you know, we've got like for a miner, for, for a mining company that's going to mine this in the future, it's all about costs. And to have a wide intercept, 50 meters, that's 100, over 150 feet of material that's grading 13 ounces per ton of silver. Another way to express that is 414 grams, and that's pure silver. Um, and, and what we're seeing in this core is if you really look at this uh, 50 meter intercept, there's a consistent 200 gram per ton backdrop throughout the 50 meter core. So we're consistently seeing this 200 gram per ton silver. And then what happens is we've got these veins that are coming in and enriching. So you're getting areas that are 700 grams, 900 grams, 
2,900 grams. And so that enrichment boost the average grade to uh, to 400 grams. Now, you know, so what some companies are guilty of in the mining business is they'll take a half meter intercept and they'll smear it along. Um, and what, what I'm trying to articulate here is the background noise of this hole is 200 grams per ton, which is exceptionally high. And then we're getting this overprint of the of the veining that's uh, bringing in enrichment almost up to 3000 grams per ton. So and the, and the other beauty here is the grade in this hole starts at about uh, 230 meters and uh, and and ends at around 280 meters. So we're still it's still very, very close to surface. Like we've got Torbert that goes right to surface and we've got um, seven kilometers of underground workings. Very, It's very accessible. But one of the big opportunities on this property, it's not just about expanding the deposits along strike or, or finding new ones. They really have not, none of them, all seven, they have not been drill tested at depth. And I always say, you know, the gold and silver does not fall from the sky. It comes from deep within the earth's crust. And so the biggest and richest parts of this ore body will be at depth. And we haven't scratched the surface here. And I make reference to that in the press release that the grades and the thicknesses are increasing at depth. So what we're doing next is where we, we've got a, a fence of holes around this. And the other image I want to show you is um, it, this is really important because this is something that I think we really need to highlight here. Um, so it, Matthew, you can confirm, you can see this, this yeah, image. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is an estimate of the vein based on drill holes that, that have been done and, and based on, uh, on, on grades that have been reported um, in, by, by the assay labs. Now there's a hole here. Okay. There's a hole off here um, that looks like it didn't hit much grade. What I want to highlight here is this is a fault. This is the moose lamb fault. And that's why you're not getting grades. So we've got a number of holes that are going to be targeting this mineralization on the other side of the fault at depth. And um, so I just want to highlight that this is the moose lamb fault because this, this mineral is, it's not cut off. And it's open significantly at depth, and it's open on the other side of this fault. Beautiful. And so, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, impressive numbers just for people, just for the sake of people listening. You know, if you do gold equivalency at 70 to 1, which I think is kind of traditional, that's about six grams per ton over 50 meters, 30 meters true width. If you're going by today's price, it's closer to 91, it's four and a half grams per ton over 30 meters true width, which is impressive. And I will say, just as an aside, I, I'm always impressed, John, that, that Dolly Varden, you're, you're pretty upfront, right? A lot, you know, some companies, they like to hide you know, if it's not true width, right, that they'll hide that in a little asterisk down at the bottom, uh, you know, in your press release, you've got it right up front that, you know, true width is, it's over, it's over 50 meters, but you've got it over the you know, true width of 30 right up front, not, you're not hiding anything from us, right? No, and, that, and that's why, like, this is the third image I've, I've shared with you today. Um, you can confirm, you can see yep. this one, well, Matthew. And again, we know that like 30 meters is, is the true width. We, we give all the true width. We specifically talk about, and we're showing you here in, in a color format here where the, you know, as you can see in the, in the red and the pink is where the high grade enrichment comes in. And again, referring to this background noise in the hole. And so, so 
no, it's important. And, and that's why we also use the Verify platform and, and, and you know, show investors in, in a 3D model. I think it's really important um, for, for sophisticated analysts or for, for, for general retail investors to have as much information so that you can make the decisions. But I think the great thing that we have in this company is a couple of things. Now, the first thing is, we're, we're, we're in a safe mining jurisdiction, okay? You know, we're, we're increasingly seeing parts of the world where, you know, socialist movements, left-leading left movements are coming in and making it more and more difficult. Uh, so we're in a part of the world where, you know, you can get a permit, you can mine. Um, the other part of it is we've got this large resource. So we've got this big resource that almost acts as a, as a foundation of value. And then the other thing is with $21 million in the bank, like we're going to be reporting our second quarter financials. So these are financials that are relevant and, and, and up, up to June 30th. And on those financials, we're going to show $21 million in the bank. Now, what I can afford to do with $21 million in the bank is I can give my scientists and geologists more than one drill hole. So for example, we've got all these veins on the property. We've got these big deposits. And as we try to find out where these veins are, are extending, where they're pinching and swelling for some small exploration companies, they only get one shot they or they'll only have a couple of holes. But we, we're going to keep going until we solve this puzzle. And until we, and I, I'm of the belief and our shareholders are of the belief, our big shareholders, that whether they're corporates or they're, they're the large institutions, this is a very, very prolific pro project. And it's, uh, and it's a big project and there's something very, very large lurking on this property, um, a lot bigger than the 140 million ounces we've already identified. And the fact that these results are outside of the resource area, they're not included. And the fact that, look, We've got two other areas that I referenced in the press release. Um, so that's Homestake and and Wolf. And I'll I'll just I'll just share that uh, that image again with uh, with your audience here so they can see exactly what I'm referring to. But uh, let's just pull this up. So the other areas that we're spending a lot of energy, a lot of resources is uh, is the Homestake main deposit and also Wolf. And for me. You know, we had a large nine. So this was a 25 meter step out at Kitsall. Um, the, the step out that we reported last year at Wolf was 94 meters. And, and we're taking really big step outs at Wolf. So in addition to the, let's call it a 100 meter step out last year, we've stepped out an additional 150 meters this year. So that's 250 meters away from the original deposit. The those assays are pending. We're also on a very, very big program at Homestake, Maine. Uh, those assays are pending. And, um, and again, we've got three rigs that are working away. Uh, we've drilled 18,000 meters so far. We've got 30,000 meters planned. We're going to be actively drilling at least until the end of October. And uh, we've got a lot of results uh, that are pending. Yeah, no, exciting numbers. Do you mind, Sean, just for a second, because I want to draw people's attention to it. Your your second previous uh, slide where you showed the block model from uh, your 2019 resource. Just to show my listeners that how how much room you've already grown this from your 2019 resource estimate. Um, yeah, let me let me just pull that up here. Sure. Um, 
making you work backwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that works fine. Yeah, I, I just want people to realize that all of these are, yeah, all of these drill results are not in the current resource estimate that you've, your 2019 block model, you've already stepped out. You're, yeah, that's the one. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I mean, look at those numbers, look at where you are. I mean, there's already so much extension, right? I guess what I, I mean, so your 25 meter step outs, that's perfect for a resource estimate. Is that, are you just going to continue to be methodical like that? Just 25 meters at a time, just to, to work that resource or? Well, again, um, we, we took a, a little bit more of an aggressive stance here with this hole and we hit the moose lamb fault. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, there, there was, you know, some talk amongst the technical team to move on to other areas. Right. Like, and uh, one of one of our, our new geologists, uh, our project manager, Amanda Bennett, came in and said, well, wait a minute, like, guys, we're only down. Uh, we're not even down 300 meters here at depth. Like, you know, you know, what if this thing just blows out at depth? And uh, and so she she planned this hole. She looked at all the historic drilling and she planned this hole. And and sure enough, we, we've hit one of the best holes ever drilled on the property. And so. Um, you know, we're going to step out below this. We're going to step out around it. We've got a, a fence of holes around it. Um, she's quite methodical. Um, however, when it comes to Wolf, as I mentioned, um, you know, it's it's been a different approach. It, it see, Wolf seems to be, um, you know, it, 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 it looks like it's got legs based on last year's assay results. And so in some areas, we are taking really big swings, 150 meter step outs. And then in other areas, we're staying a little tighter. And it just, it just depends on, on the data and it, it just depends on what we're seeing in the rocks. Yeah, absolutely. So do these results alter your plans or were, yeah, you've already mentioned home stake and wolf are your main priorities or is that where you're heading next? Like where's your, you got one drill on home stake, one drill on wolf, where's your third drill going after this? So right now we've got two rigs at Homestake. And we've got one rig that's going back and forth between Wolf and Kitsol. And our plans have altered significantly. Um, and that's and that's typical for an exploration company. Uh, we spent a lot more time at Wolf than I would have originally thought we, we would have spent. And um, and so you know it's it's we're the, the the nice thing about being an exploration company is we're flexible we're nimble and based on success and failure in the field we can uh we, we can we can modify plans but we've got we've got a lot of drilling that we want to get done at homestake and that's why we've got the two rigs there and um and you know we we might we might increase the number of meters that we drill. You know, drill production's been very very good, and um, you know we're we're ahead of schedule in terms of number of meters drilled. And so there's a there's a good chance that we drill more than the thirty thousand meters planned. Exciting, no, always gratifying. Like you say, you have to be nimble, you have to be fluid, especially as an explorer. But always, always nice when you change your plans based on good news, not bad news, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I for sure. Yeah. No, I imagine that probably you'd be walking around with a smile on your face after these results. So that's that's. I think that's it for me. I just wanted my listeners to see that. I mean, 414 grams per ton of silver over 50 meters of the true width of 30. That's you know four to 4.5 to six grams per ton of gold uh, over 30 meters, right? So I mean, these are those are strong results. I mean the. And I mean, if the market doesn't respond, you know what, I'm okay with that sometimes because that gives me a chance for, as a long-term investor to 
to buy in, right? I mean, we're still seeing a bit of a depressed market in the in the in the precious metals sector. So, I mean, that that just gives me time to keep loading the boat, right? So, well, actually, you know what? I want to show you one last image, and and the first three images, you know, they're really out of my wheelhouse, right? Like they're 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 images that are put together by the 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 scientists, the explorers. But this is something that's in my wheelhouse. So, what I've done here, and Matthew, you can see my screen. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I've taken the SILJ. So these are the best silver companies you know it's funny because it's they're referred to as the junior junior silver but they're 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 the senior silver companies they're the first majestic so they're the best in breed and um and what you have here this is looking at uh at one year um what you've got here is you've got the the benchmark down almost 30 percent um and whereas dolly varden's up 15 percent hmm. so this is looking at a one-year basis and uh, if we we take it we take a tighter look and we look at the last three months, Dolly's up thirty two percent and the index is down seven percent. And so what I'm what I'm pointing out here is as much as I would have liked these drill results to have uh, you know you know you know where where I think the stock should be trading based on the drill results, I've got to look back and look at the outperformance the companies had. And and it really you know like the, the stock market in in the short term is a is a popularity contest right it's a, it's a voting machine but in the long run it's a scale, and uh, it's a weighing machine and so you know ultimately as long as we're building value right and how how do we how do we value these these companies based on mineral inventory and if we can increase our mineral inventory by making discoveries like we made last week and and then the other factor is you know if we can get the metal prices higher and uh, you know i'm in the camp where i believe we are going to get into a universe where we start putting financial models around these companies not at 12 dollars silver not at $15 silver, but at $35 silver. And if you look at what that will do to, you know, the price sensitivities that these companies have to higher prices, um, you know, it takes companies like this and it doubles, triples, quadruples the value of the companies. And so, um, you know, and and really it's it's a it's a hundred percent appreciation for every five dollar move in the price of silver. And uh, that's how the companies that have the assets, that's how sensitive they are. So, you know, I'm very proud of this. Um, I'm very proud of the technical team. I'm I'm excited about more results to come. And the beauty is like one of the best holes that was put out last week was actually put out by a company called uh, GR Silver. Right, like the, the best intercept from a gram meter standpoint, they hit a uh, hundred meters of three hundred grams. Tremendous intercept. Uh, Vizsla put out a big hole last week as well. The difference between Dolly Varden and GR Silver, though, and I'm a big fan of what Eric uh, Zansarab is doing, and and I really like the company. But unfortunately for them, they had to go out and raise uh, eight million dollars. That I think the price was fifteen cents. The fact that we have Treasury mm -hmm. is such a big part of why I think the stock has the ability to go higher now. Um, we don't, we're not at the mercy of the equity markets and at dilution. So if investors want more exposure, they, they have to buy the shares.
Yeah, no, that's a point well made. And you are correct, right? I mean, at Dolly Varden, I've always been impressed by the resiliency in your share price. And I think that is a testament to scale, to grade, to, to the jurisdiction, as you say, Golden Triangle and Worchest. And frankly, yeah, I mean, you guys have a very strong team, right? So I think that all that speaks to the reason why you guys are, are much more successful at kind of weathering the storm that we're in a little bit here, right? So... Uh, Sean, I don't need to keep you much longer. I just want everybody to know that this is a really strong and a really strong, exciting results and there's more to come. Right. So stay tuned. Matthew, thanks for having, thanks for having me on. Thanks for the opportunity to explain these results and in the context of what they mean and what's to come. Yeah. Perfect, Sean. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Thanks.